You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode number 84. Today we're going to be talking about the immediacy of God's healing power. Welcome to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early. This is the place to explore and rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we take a fresh look at the Bible and dig down beneath the surface of things to the deep spiritual meaning and see how we can apply it in our daily lives to learn how to pray more effectively, experience the healing presence of God in your life, and begin to get a taste of what Jesus meant when he promised us that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, let's jump right in. Welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so grateful that you're here. As you're listening, think of someone that might really appreciate the message in today's episode. Today, we're talking about the immediacy of God's healing power. Have you ever noticed how quickly sometimes things happen in the Bible? I mean, there are certainly times when things take years and decades, even centuries, for things to happen. Like the children of Israel in slavery in Egypt for over 400 years. But then all of a sudden, here comes Moses and they're free. Of course, then they spend over 40 years wandering around in the desert, but when they get to the promised land, they are there. It all happens pretty quickly. Or what about all those prophecies foretelling the coming Messiah? It seemed like it was going to take forever. People started to wonder, would he ever come? Why was it taking so long? Well, yes, it did take a long time for the hearts of men to be ready for Christ's coming. But once Jesus appears on the scene, and especially once he begins his public ministry, things happen pretty fast. A while back, I read through the Gospel of Mark, and I realized just how quickly things can and did happen. There's an immediacy in Mark that I don't see in Matthew, Luke, and John. Mark jumps right into the deep end and starts his story with a very brief account of Jesus getting baptized by John the Baptist, but then he launches in to tell the story of Jesus and his ministry. Matthew and Luke paint the scenery, they give the backstory, they tell about his birth, they give all kinds of details, which we love, and John gives us a preamble with very thoughtful spiritual insights. But Mark can't wait to get down to business as fast as he can. He doesn't take time to warm up the crowd. He just launches into his narrative almost with an urgency. And I realized as I read through the book of Mark, this sense of urgency and immediacy of God's presence permeated almost every page. But today I'm going to focus mostly on Mark chapter 1. So much happens in this one chapter. And everything points to this immediacy of God's power and action. Now, depending on which translation you use, some of the words may be different for the word immediately. For example, King James 
sometimes says forthwith or straight away, but in the Greek it's all the same word for immediately. All these examples that I'm about to give are from chapter 1 in Mark. This is from verse 10 when Jesus is baptized. When he comes up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And Jesus hears a voice from heaven declare, You are my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. That's verse 11. There was no delay between the time Jesus was baptized and God's response. And what happens after Jesus is baptized? In the very next verse, it says, The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. That's verse 12. Not a moment is wasted. Jesus had to prove what God had just revealed, that he was the Son of God, with no, if you are the Son of God, from the devil. These verses aren't specifically about healing, but they show this immediate sense of God's presence and how things can happen very quickly. Jesus starts his ministry proclaiming the kingdom of God is at hand. That's verse 15. That's about as immediate as it gets. People thought that heaven was way off in the future, but Jesus says the kingdom is here. This awareness that the kingdom of God is at hand is really the key to understand Jesus' vision of the nowness or immediacy of God's presence and power to save and heal. If you've been listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast for any time at all, you've probably heard me quote this. This, to me, is the keynote of Jesus' message that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and that we need to act accordingly. Now look at verse 18. Jesus calls Andrew and Peter to follow him, and immediately they left their nets and followed him. They did not hesitate a moment to respond to Jesus. And when Jesus saw James and John, immediately he called them, and they followed. That's verse 20. Jesus didn't waste any time deliberating what to do. He acted quickly and decisively because he was in communion with his Father. He didn't need to hash it over for hours or even for a minute. He knew instantly who to ask, when to ask them, and what to ask. In verse 21, Jesus is in Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered into the synagogue and was teaching. He just went in and started. He did not fill out triplicate forms to be approved by the keepers of the red tape. He did not wait for anyone's approval. He just did what God impelled him to do with no delay. With all this sense of the presence and power of God's immediacy, we're going to start seeing a lot of healing take place. While he's in the temple, a man with an unclean spirit taunts Jesus. But Jesus doesn't try to reason with the man, nor does he ignore him. He instantly rebukes, not the man, but the unclean spirit. He doesn't waste one second in wielding his sword of truth, so to speak, and the man is healed. That's verses 25 and 26. Think about the effects that that healing had on the community. This is verse 28. And at once, or immediately, 
His fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee, and they didn't even have social media, but word got out. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the house of Andrew and Simon Peter, and he found Peter's mother-in-law sick with a very serious fever. Jesus went to her, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. That's in verse 31. Not only was she healed of the fever instantly, she was instantly able to get up and express her hospitality without any recuperation time. That was on the Sabbath day. That evening, after the Sabbath was over, the whole town comes to the house, bringing their sick folks. Jesus healed them all right on the spot. He didn't tell them to go home and pray or read the scriptures and they would be healed at some later date. He healed them right then and there. That's verses 32 through 34. Again, we're still in chapter 1 of Mark. The next morning, Jesus gets up way before dawn to pray. His disciples finally find him and say, Hey, guess what? Everyone is looking for you. That's no surprise. He'd healed so many people the day before. But instead of going back to the folks he had already ministered to, Jesus says, Let's go on to the next towns. That's in verse 38. Jesus is a man with a mission, and he does not let popularity slow him down or distract him from his goal. He continues to preach and teach and heal throughout Galilee. One day a leper asks him if he is willing to make him clean, that is, to heal him. Jesus was moved with compassion toward this man who had lived with this problem for who knows how long and had given up on the passage of time to heal him. Well, of course Jesus was willing to heal him, and Jesus pretty much obliterates this thought that it takes time to be healed. He simply said, of course I'll heal you. Be clean. And in verse 42, it says, immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. There was no time delay because Jesus was so conscious of God's presence and power to heal. How did Jesus then respond to this man's healing? He sent him away at once. He didn't want anything to stop this man from obeying the Jewish law requiring the priest to confirm the healing. That's a very brief synopsis of what's going on just in the first chapter of Mark. And a lot of these things happened all on the same day. Jesus could respond instantly to people's needs because he knew the immediate and ever-present power of God. As I continued to read through the book of Mark, there are a lot of other places where Jesus healed someone and it happened immediately. So you can read those for yourself. Just look up in a Bible concordance for the word immediately or at once or in King James straightway or uh, what's the other one? Forthwith. There are so many times throughout all four Gospels and the book of Acts where the word immediately comes up over and over and over. It's really quite an eye opener. As I continued to read through the book of Mark, I realized that there's another kind of immediacy, and it came from those who opposed Jesus. I'm just going to give you a few examples here. This is from Mark 3, 6. 
When Jesus had healed a man with a withered hand on the Sabbath day, the Pharisees went forth and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. Then in Mark 4:15 in the parable of the sower, Jesus explains that sometimes as soon as someone hears the word of God, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And probably one of the most interesting examples of this immediate opposition to Jesus and his mission is in Mark 14:43. Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane and he has completely resigned his will to God's just before his crucifixion. And what happens? Immediately, Judas came to betray him. That seems like an odd place for immediacy. But the more I thought about it, I realized it left no split second for Jesus to be swayed from his resolve to follow God's will. The time was at hand. There was no more waiting. Jesus could get on with his purpose. In these three examples, you can see how evil tries to imitate the immediacy of God's presence and power by retaliating immediately against Christ. But ultimately, those efforts are completely unsuccessful because Jesus, even though he was crucified, overcame the sins and all the evil of the world through his resurrection. So, even though evil tries to imitate good, it is ultimately unsuccessful. And that's really helpful to remember when we're facing challenges. As I said, there are so many more examples of God's immediacy, especially his power to heal, throughout the four Gospels and the book of Acts. Think of the woman who touched the hem of Jesus' garments, and immediately she was healed. Think of the blind man who was immediately healed. The lame were instantly healed. This happens over and over in the Bible. And this same immediacy of God's love and power to heal is present today just as much as it was in Jesus' day. So then the question is, how can you and I experience more of this immediacy of God's presence and power and not be caught off guard by the immediate opposition from evil forces in the world. The key, as I mentioned earlier, is to have the same awareness that Jesus did that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When we are conscious of God's supremacy and presence here on earth, just as he is in heaven, regardless of what the outward appearances are, We can respond as Jesus did when things come up because, according to 1 Corinthians 2.16, we have the mind of Christ. And that means that we can think and pray with the same spiritual authority that Jesus did. And I would just like to add here that over many years, my wife and I have seen so many examples of the immediacy of God's healing power. Sometimes it seems like the answers to our prayers come more slowly, at least from our perspective. But even in those cases, the immediacy or the presence of God is still impelling the healing process. So how can we take some of these ideas 
and apply them to our lives today? Well, here are just a few possibilities. First, I think it's important just to simply acknowledge God's immediate, powerful, and healing presence. God is not some far-off deity. His presence is so immediate and so available to us, and we need to acknowledge that. Jesus started his ministry with preaching, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. How do you start your day or project at work or at church or in the family? Can you see it as already a complete idea in the kingdom of heaven? Do you respond immediately to a call for help or a task that needs to be performed? Sometimes I spend too much time getting ready to get ready, weighing all the pros and cons of the best way to help or whether to help at all. But when we're in tune with God, we know more quickly what the right thing to do is and when to do it. Sometimes God may say to wait before you do something, but even in that situation, you are hearing the immediacy of God's direction. Do you immediately ask for help when you need it? Sometimes pride keeps us from asking for the help we need. Jesus didn't waste any time asking people to be his helpers, his disciples. We talked about Jesus being tempted immediately after he was baptized. Sometimes seconds after you've had a spiritual epiphany and you feel like the heavens have opened and you see something that you've never seen before, you also have a temptation experience. This is just an opportunity to put into practice what God has just revealed to you. Sometimes we get discouraged by these temptations or challenges that come immediately after a profound spiritual experience. I know I have, but we don't have to be caught off guard when we realize what's going on. Do you ever feel God is way off somewhere, not listening to your prayers, or that you don't deserve to have your prayers answered? Or are you filled with the mind of Christ, that you have total trust in God's immediate presence, ability, and willingness to meet your need? The mindset you have here is so important because it opens our spiritual eyes to see the infinite possibilities that are always present. These are just some of the things I've been thinking about recently. I still have to remind myself of God's immediacy, but it's so important to acknowledge it. And I invite you to join me in cultivating a deep awareness of this immediacy of God's love and power to heal and save. It is part of your birthright as a child of God and as a follower of Christ. It doesn't take time for God to love you. It doesn't take time for God to heal you. There is no separation of time or space between you and God. The more we become aware of God's immediacy, the more we'll experience God's presence in our lives, and the more we will be inspired to take action when and how we need to. Take a moment with me right now and drink in the immediacy of God's love and presence and power to heal. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love to hear any thoughts you have on today's topic. 
By the way, this episode is based on a blog post I wrote a couple of years ago, and I'll put the link to that original article in the show notes. We're close to finishing up our special prayer project, 21 Ways to Obey Christ in 2021. This is week 20, and the command this week that we're going to work on is from John 15, verse 4. Jesus says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Jesus is commanding us to abide in him. Think about what it means to abide in Christ, to make your residence, to make your abode in Christ. It's where you live. It's where you exist. Think how you can obey that command this week. If you'd like to print out the whole list of 21 ways to obey Christ in 2021, Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 065. You'll see links there to print out either a one-page bullet point list or a three-page list with more details on these 21 commands of Jesus. I took just a few of his many commands. Anyway, click on those links and then check your download folder. If you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, you can still go back and do the ones we've already done. As always, I would love to hear from you if you have any questions about today's episode or comments, or if you have an idea for a future episode, please let me know. Just go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the contact tab up in the menu bar. Fill out the contact form, and I'll be in touch. And if you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast and haven't subscribed yet, you can do that on the website as well, thebiblespeakstoyou.com. Just click the subscribe tab on the menu bar and fill out the form, and you're all set. This is episode 84. There were quite a few Bible references today, mostly from Mark chapter 1. I'll have all of those in the show notes for today's episode, which is thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 084. As you can tell, episode 84 is coming very close to episode 100. I've got some exciting ideas about how we're going to celebrate reaching episode 100. So tune in next week to hear what those ideas are and how you will be able to participate and help me celebrate this achievement. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Take care and God bless.